Good evening. Thank you for calling and listening in to Loudmouth Radio. Tonight's broadcast, The Universal Mind with Roderick Watkins, is coming to you live on loudmouthradio.com. This show is being broadcast via Internet at blogtalkradio.com slash loudmouthradio. For all of us that are listening in online, please feel free to call in at 347-826-7520. Once again, you're listening to The Universal Mind with Roderick Watkins on loudmouthradio.com. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Digimo Printing at 5369. North Henry Boulevard in Stockbridge, Georgia. Reach them at 770-506-2996. Let Digimo take you to the next level. Digimoprinting.com. We'd like to thank our listeners. If you're able to tweet, follow us at Loudmouth, which is L-O-U-D-D. M-O-U-T-H dot com. We also want you to follow us on Facebook at Loudmouth Online on Facebook. Tonight's going to be a fantastic show. We want to thank all our listeners for tuning in. We will have this show available for download on demand after 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com slash loudmouthradio. This broadcast is also featured by Fletcher & Sons of Jonesboro, Georgia. Their number is 770-471-0116. And they're offering all our listeners the opportunity to have their car serviced for an AC check. It's getting hot. It's the summer. You don't want to be riding around feeling hot and congested. So take advantage of the opportunity of having a diagnostic check for your leaks in your AC unit, also a charge, which will give you the opportunity to make sure that your car is working at its optimal performance for the summer. And that actual special is only $75. So tonight we're very happy to know that we are actually featured uh, featuring this show tonight with LoudmouthRadio.com. Your host, Mr. Roderick Watkins, works very hard on bringing you the best and in specific subject matter, hot topics, things that are going to help to be personal development, things that are going to help to bring you into a higher level of consciousness. Tonight's show itself will be broadcasting live from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. So if you're listening to us on Facebook, let us know how you're feeling about things, and we'll be really excited about sharing that content with our listeners. If you'd like to chat with us, the chat is available online. We'll open up our chat window, and what we would like for you to do, if you actually also have Twitter, is to make sure that you tweet as you're listening in to the show. And, again, our Twitter handle is at Loudmouth, L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H. And we would like for you, for you to use the hashtag mark of Loudmouth Radio. And remember, when you type in Loudmouth, make sure that you're using two Ds when you're putting in your information. Now, if you ever actually have a business and you would like to advertise with us, Loudmouth Multimedia is available from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, which is Eastern Standard Time. We have some fantastic rates that we're offering right now to our listeners, and we would like to let let, <clears throat> let us connect you to a greater audience. We would like for you to uh, contact us. Also, email address at loudmouthmedia at gmail. And now your host for the evening, Mr. Roderick Watkins. Good evening, and welcome to the Universal Mind. I'm your host, Roderick Watkins, and we are live on the new Loudmouth Radio Network. If you want to call in and talk to our guests, you can call me at 347-826-7520, and we're also available. We have open chat online at loudmouthradio.com, or you can tweet us at loudmouth, L-O-U-D-D. M-O-U-T-H. Tonight's show is about emotional health, 
And uh, just last week, there was a conference that went on. Uh, I ran out. Uh, I'm of the Huffington Post uh, and the Dalai Lama and several economists, psychologists, and just some real big global thinkers all met at the University of Wisconsin and uh, to discuss the state of the world and what would be needed to solve some of the issues that we're dealing with today. And the article goes on to say, uh, several of the world's big thinkers convened Wednesday on a living room-like stage in Madison's Overture Center to talk about global climate change, the nature of happiness, and other weighty topics in the presence of the keenly interested uh, 14th Dalai Lama, Tenzin Gyatso. Uh, The day-long event called Change Your Mind, Change the World, brought together experts in neuroscience, healthcare, psychology, economics, and the environment. A core theme was uh, many seemingly intractable global problems uh, could be eased with a better understanding uh, and profound effect uh, that emotional well-being has on one's physical health. Now, I find this interesting because uh, a lot of our issues today, it's basically, to me, it's saying that a lot of our issues in our own personal lives are brought on by our perception of the things around us. And I have this uh, one quote, which I want to read uh, from wordswisdom.com, and it says, life isn't about what happens to you. It's about how we perceive what happens to us. And I just find that so powerful because a lot of times when we're looking for answers and solutions to the things that we're dealing with today, we usually look outside of ourselves. Uh, for these uh, for these problems or, or for these resolutions to solve our problems, a lot of our a lot of the ways that we respond to issues, we've learned from our parents, uh, from our social networks, just from our environment growing up. We've learned these behaviors, and sometimes we don't pay or. We we might overreact or, depending on what the situation is, we might, in my particular situation, I'm, I'm a worrier, so I'm always anxious. I'm always concerned. I want things to go right. But a lot of these things are learned, and it's because we don't teach people about emotional health. And I'm sure those of you who know me <laughs> know this rant that I'm about to go on. But... uh with that, I want to introduce tonight's guest, and I'm very excited to see her and, or talk with her. And I'm always excited, right? I'm always excited about uh, my guest. I, I have some, I have a very good uh, network and just some very exciting people. But anyway, uh, tonight's guest is Dr. Tanika Bell, and I'm going to give you a little background on Dr. Bell. Bring it up here. Uh, Dr. Bell specializes in an eclectic mix of cognitive behavioral therapy and insight-oriented therapy geared towards helping clients discover answers to take control of their lives. Uh, She specializes in women's issues but also treats uh, youth with attachment, abuse, identity, oppositional behavioral problems. She also treats adults with occupational and relationship stress as well as chronic medical problems. Um, This includes older adults confronting life changes. Uh, She enjoys helping couples function optimally and provides evaluations related to ADHD, uh, barometric surgery, I'm sorry, I pronounced that, bariatric surgery, and uh, organ transplant hopefuls. Parental fitness, psychosocial, uh, psychosexual issues, vocational and career exploration, and just general intellectual, academic, and uh, personality testing. Uh, her, her job is uh, to maintain a judgment-free environment for individuals to express themselves openly and to get to know and accept themselves. Uh, she specializes in inspiring others to break maladaptive patterns and escape ruts uh, that hinder growth and emotional healthiness. 
And with that, uh, welcome, Dr. Bell. Thank you, thank you. It's good to be on. Yeah, so I'm glad to have you on and uh, get speaking with you this hour. So uh, I don't know if you were able to hear me. Just we were. I was just talking about this conference that they have regarding how they feel that in order to deal with the majority of the world's issues, that uh, we need to pay more attention to emotional health. How do you feel about that? I absolutely agree, not just because I'm a psychologist, <laughs> but I okay. always think that even when we talk about public policy issues, I'm always thinking, why don't they ask us? I, we, we, uh, we know the answers to these things. And I really do think that major ills like war, inequities, discrimination, mm-hmm. poverty, so many of those things, are they're large scale, but they stem from kind of small scale issues within individuals. And that if we kind of created a culture, an overall culture of emotional health, I think we could attack some of those problems. So, for example, you know, I'm from Chicago, so you know, everything is you know that's out in the media now is like, oh, children are just getting murdered constantly in, in Chicago. I do think that there is a way to. Um, you know, obviously people are like, well, we need to keep guns on the street and police presence. That's working on a kind of a tertiary level. What about this idea about changing cultural ideas, you know, mm-hmm. um, and getting people to do a healthier place? How about working with young men on, on how to manage anger so you don't get to the place where you have to murder somebody because they have, you know, made you frustrated in some way? You know what I mean? I think those are kind of those are the things that we need to start thinking about uh, in terms of addressing our social ills. Yeah, and it just seems so easy for us to go to uh, from frustration to murder, or I mean, I'm sorry, from frustration to anger instead of communicating uh, what what ills you. And why is that? Why why is that just so easy to jump to versus you know you just uh, tell somebody that hey, I didn't like what you did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm asking. So why is it so easy for us as as human beings to jump to violence? Instead of, yeah, instead of uh, trying to communicate. Somehow I think we have gotten this idea that, well, one, I think it's our our particular society. I'm not sure it's all human beings, right? I do believe that there are particular cultures that are based in kind of a competitive doggy-dog type of nature. And strangely enough, the, the cultures who are like that are like us, the ones that have plenty. Right, the, one, the, the countries that are not necessarily scrapping over resources. I mean, there are nations where there's not enough drinking water. That is a nation right. that should be, you know, fighting over resources. We, on the other hand, you know, give our dogs every time to drink. So, you know, that's not our particular issue. But I think, though, we, we have a culture where this level of um, competition and just not seeming weak, you know, and, and not um, – and I think we think that addressing our emotional health is weak, and I think we also think that it is um, it is acceptable to just go on your raw impulse. I don't think we have put we have instilled in young people and then thus you know older people that it is important to learn how to control emotions. That yes, I am frustrated, right? Yes, I am anger, angry. What can I do with that other than you know? Murder someone, and not even being that extreme. Let's just talk about being in our, you know, in our relationships. How can I handle that better than just cussing this person out? Right, How and can I handle you that know, better? right, and uh, you know, I think I was just uh, thinking, you know, when you put it in that context, and you see all the imagery of how people deal with their emotions. I mean, I, there aren't too many, uh, especially with all the reality shows and and things that are on TV today, there aren't too many healthy uh, models of how to deal with uh, frustration or, or your anger or, or just pain in general, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in our culture. And we're such a hyper-masculine culture where we're taught, you know, yeah. uh, like you said before, uh, you can't be weak. Uh, you always need to be on top of your game. You can't appear like you're not. And so what... Uh, Physically, how does that impact us, or does it impact us physically? Well, it definitely does, you know, impact us physically. I mean, you know, I think that a number of our our physical ailments are related to um, emotions that have just not been dealt with properly. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, recently even I've had a number of clients coming in, you know, saying, you know, I just lost my husband, and I'm thinking, what did you lose your husband from? You're 35 years old. You know, I mean, you know, people are 37 years old and dropping dead of heart attacks. People are 22 years old and managing ulcers and, you know, wow. uh, heart conditions and high blood pressure and things like that, stress-related conditions that, you know, in, in, in use. And I really do think that we have got to get some control over that which we have control over. And I think what people don't get is that you do have control over how you emotionally respond to something. My students all the time are like, no, I just couldn't help it. You know, I just went off. I mean, you know, I just got provoked. You know, really? You know, <laughs> but that means that the power to control your mind and your heart and your psychological response to things, it lies outside of you. Is that right. what you're saying? Your remote control is out there somewhere, and anyone can press buttons and can control you. That is what you are announcing to the world when you just, you know, snap like that. And I really do think that we are not just emotionally, as you have stated, physically. We are physically damaged by not addressing our health holistically, you know, addressing our emotional, our spiritual, our psychological, all of that health as, you know, a comprehensive health plan for ourselves. Hold on one second, Dr. Bell. I think we have our first caller. Let me see. Uh, caller, go ahead. You're on the line. Hello, caller. Okay, I guess they dropped. All right. Well, if you want to call in, please feel free to call in, and you can talk with Dr. Bell and myself at 347-826-7520, or you can tweet us at loudmouth, L-O-U-D-D, M O U T H. Uh, so, so definitely, there's uh, a, a physical connection um, to this as well. How have you seen? Uh, I guess as, as far as has, has therapy increased in the United States, or are is are there less people seeking out treatment or mental health uh, treatment these days? Well. There's, a, there's kind of a yes and no to that, right? I do believe that people are people are getting more comfortable going, um, being involved in therapy. I, but I also think that sometimes the numbers are increasing because of the number of people who have to go, and that's the that's probably the bad part. It's the number of people who have to go because they've had an episode and the judge has put them in anger management, or they have to go because they have a DUI and it's finally you know been recognized that you have a substance abuse problem, or they have to go, you know, for whatever other reason. You know, and I think men especially, right, I do think that um, men and especially African-American men seem to um, see them in therapy because a woman has brought them, right? We see them as little boys because they're bad in school. Teachers like, please do something with him. He's all over the classroom. Mom brings him into therapy then. You know, he doesn't necessarily want to come. But mom is bringing him in. Then we see him as teenagers. He is getting out of control. You're going to have to do something with him, Dr. Bell, because he can't live in my house. Then we see them older. They bring him in as a husband or boyfriend. Dr. Bell, you're going to do something with him, or I'm going to break him. <laughs> they're, all, they're kind of dragged in. I don't mean, you know, and again, I'm not saying they're not getting uh they're not getting the help that they need. But I think it's, right. there is a difference between showing up in therapy and, like, actually seeking it for yourself, you know, really deciding, you know, I need an objective opinion here. If I could solve all of my problems on my own, I would have done so. So I'm, I have the humility to state, hey, I could use a little feedback, a little a little perspective, and to really actually seek out therapy on your own. So I, I do think people are doing that. But then, again, of course, there's just a number of people who, quote, unquote, have to. Right. And, and again, I think it goes back to our culture, though, because, I mean, we still live in a culture where I, I guess it's, it's not still accepted for I think men to express emotions openly. You know that 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 is considered uh, still considered a weakness. And so, going to see a psychologist or or, or any type or do any de- therapy means acknowledging emotions. Is acknowledging emotions. Yeah, and and which is which is the big part of therapy. I I know um, just from my own personal experience. Uh, how much therapy has uh, been taught? Uh, uh, been uh, how 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 therapy is important for me, and um, how it just helps me cope with cope with just daily things. 
you know, I don't I don't even think that you need it. Like you say, uh, I, I think that it can be utilized just as part of your personal growth and, okay. and, and not in the extreme case uh, that you're being forced uh, to go there out of some court order. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so in regards to all the issues with the gun violence, do you think that do you think that if we focused on mental health per se more than actually making these new laws or barriers for people to get guns that this would have a better impact on on all these shootings and and you you mentioned uh the the multiple deaths of children in chicago mm-hmm. if if we focus more if 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 more legislation was focused on mental health You know, it is amazing that in the wake of tragedies like these, people going into preschools and and elementary schools and killing children, in the wake of those, that they would be cutting the budgets that that work with people who commit, you know, who have the disorder to commit these crimes. It blows my absolute mind that 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 would be even on the table, that you would cut budgets. To you know that funds medications and, and the therapy that is needed for people who who you know have clearly gone into some sort of psychotic episode and do, and do those kinds of things. So, I, I I definitely think overall you know I am for you. I I personally you know lie to the left and do think we need some stricter gun laws. I do think that mm-hmm. we need some gun control, but I think that's only half of the problem because it is you know it's more about how as a culture do we get to the place where people's lives didn't don't matter to us much anymore? Do you know what I mean? Like how do we get to the place that, you know, a twelve year old, a thirteen year old runs in a circle of people and not just other twelve and thirteen year olds, because there are adults present also, you know, that's the adults present are giving them these ideas. How do we get there that you thought that that's acceptable? Not just acceptable, but a desirable quality that you so hard you could take another child's life. How did we get to that place that we mm-hmm. thought that that was at all acceptable? That we, you know what I mean? And that is the part that I think we would we need to address. I think very early on in, in school systems we see Young men, especially, but girls are getting are rapidly. You know, I mean, young girls are rapidly emulating. You know, that's which we see in boys. We see like anger management problems. You know, little kids that just go all the way off, but they're little. You know, it's manageable when they are three, they're four, even when they're eight, uh-huh. they're nine. We have to intervene at that point because by twelve they're gonna kill somebody. By twelve they're gonna wow. kill somebody, and that is what mm-hmm. we are seeing. These kids aren't coming out of nowhere and killing somebody. This isn't just like wow, they were just really you know kind of relaxed kids who didn't have any difficulties. They just up and decided to go to school. That's not what happened. That's not what right. happened. There were a number of red flags, glaring evidence that this was a child in desperate need of psychological intervention, and people didn't do it. People didn't ignore it. People tried to whatever. We'll pray it out of them. We will beat it out of him. We'll send him over. He's going to have to go live with his father for a little while, and maybe he'll just get better. All of these, you know, ideas that we try, rather than actually addressing what is the the real problem, that this child's emotional health is in need of service. Right. Now, you you just said some interesting things here. Uh, I want to – so you talked about we'll pray it out of him. So – is prayer not a solution or? I think that prayer is something you do in addition to other things. Not, not, none of these things I, I'm speaking about are, are solutions by themselves. I think okay. we need gun control. I think you need, <laughs> you need <laughs> issues. And I think that if prayer works for you, I think you need to do that too. You know, I think all of, I think, you know, and, when we talk about things like children's lives, why wouldn't we pull out all the stops? Why not use all the tools that we have available to us? You know, why not use all of them? Why ignore some tools and just rest in one? And, again, I mean, I'm not just talking about, you know, leaving something at the altar. I'm talking about everything else, too. Why just use one tool when there are many available to you? Why not attack this with every weapon that you can find? Wow. You know what I mean? Why not go after this problem? Right, a real holistic uh, uh, attack or uh, look at this from a holistic pers- uh, perspective, hit this from multiple uh, ends. Mm-hmm. 
And I, so, I do think there's a way you can build in a person spiritually other than, um, you know, even in addition to kind of the tradition, we'll just pray over them. You know, this, this child's got some problems. This, this woman is struggling, whatever the emotional health issue, and just pray it out of them. There's a way, though, too, that I think that you can get people um, to spiritually connect with other folks, kind of see themselves as a member of this universe. Right, and when people start to see themselves as a member of this universe, maybe it becomes um, more difficult for me to take someone's life. You know what I mean? If I see myself as interconnected, there's a whole theory about that in terms of the environment. If you look at right. trees and and grass and the air and whatever else in the ground, if you see yourself as part of that, it it disturbs you to see it wasted. Right? If you realize that you're a part of like water system, and wasting water starts to bother you because it's like somebody's doing something to a member of your own family. If we can do that, if we can get to that level of spiritual connectedness with one another, I think, you know, it's got to be more difficult to hurt each other the way that we do. So you you think currently we need some modifications to uh, some some, – to our current religious uh, structures or, or how now, we can go on it. Now, Mr. Watkins, we can get on, we huh? can go down that road. You're going to have your, some callers going to be calling. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. This is what this show is about. And see, yeah, this is what I want to understand. The callers are going to be calling. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we want. And again, if you do want to call in and discuss with us three, four, uh, you can call us at three, four, seven, eight, two, six, seven, five, two, zero. Or you could tweet us at Loudmouth, or you can uh, chat with us online at loudmouthradio.com. So let's talk about, it. I, I, especially with black people, I mean, we're heavy into the, or most, I shouldn't make that generalization, but uh, most of us are he- heavily into the church or mm-hmm. have, have some have some, uh, some religious background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh how uh, how do we take this system? I mean, is the system conducive towards our emotional health? Is it? Um, do we need strangely to make enough, modifications? Strangely enough, this is going to sound weird. What I'm saying, I, you know, because people are okay. like, oh, let's try to get it, get more progressive and stuff in the church. I actually think there's some things in our in the history of, especially the black church, that would be helpful. But I think we have started to ignore. It used to be that the black church was where everything took place, right? Because that was like the, the epicenter of the community, far more things happened than just church service. People came and got fed. People got clothed. That's where you found out where you needed to vote. That's where you found out who to vote for. That's where, you know, candidates would come and you would find out about political things activism in the community, this is where you found out that there was, you know, somebody was arrested unfairly and this is how we're going to protest it. Like that, those were the the additional purposes that the church served in the black community. And I think now we have gone to a different, you know, I don't know. It's like we've we've lost that idea of the little kind of the church being being, um, the epicenter of the community. And I think if we kind of, if we could recreate that structure, it would be more effective in terms of dealing with people and emotional health issues. Does that make sense? Like I think if it was more kind of in the community, because now, you know, they kind of call them commuter churches. Now people go to church, you know, an hour away from your house. Well, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It used to be that your church was in your community on purpose because now I know my community members. Now I know who the children in my community are. So I see them while now I can say, hey, I know you turned Miss, you know, Smith's son, and she would not have that. Miss Smith can trust me to come, you know, and get little Tommy Smith from the bus stop and take him to my house because we go to church together in our own neighborhood. But people don't really do that as much anymore. You know, people go wow. to mega churches that live, that are very, very far away. And though I do believe the spiritual work certainly is being done in those in those places, I think we have lost sight of the original um, kind of purposes of the black church in the community. It addressed many of these social issues. There's be therapy groups in the church. That's where people go to group. People in a couple of counseling at the church. At the church, you know right. And I'm going to, me and my wife are falling out or, you know, me and my partner, whatever, you know, are, are having some issues. And I know that there are some other people going through similar issues. I see them at the church. Like now you're so distant from the other people who, who might attend church with you. 
and you just kind of go right. and we kind of, you know, quote unquote worship together and then we drive an hour to go back to our various and sundry locations. But I'm not sure that that is fostering the kind of um, emotional health that, that I'm talking about. Right, and so how do we foster that type of emotional health? Because I, I, you know, just listening to you talk, and when you even talk about commuter churches, you know, it sounds like uh, people are we're finding more ways to be disconnected yes. from where we where we are. Absolutely, we are finding more ways to disconnect. I, I definitely think so. Even in the church, where it's supposed to be, you know, the utmost. Point, you know, place of community. One, we have to start telling truth. And this is this is mm. where we might, you know, if I get too out there, reel me back in. You, you like can't go that far out, so don't worry tell. about it. <laughs> there are some truths we are afraid to tell, and and if we can't, and again, the church is to be where you told it. You know, right. what I'm that's where the truth is supposed to get told. We're supposed to be in the church and saying, y'all need to be getting HIV tests. We need to be mm. in the church and saying, hey, we can't afford to dissociate from members of community because you don't agree with a quote-unquote lifestyle, who can afford to lose community members? Right. (laughs) Our children are dying in the street. Are you talking about, you know, I believe in family marriage? And, you know, those are what? You know, we can't afford to not be together on some particular things. And that, and we've got to be truthful about some people have some serious issues they've got to work on. That I may right. just I may lay hands on this person, but they also may need a professional. <laughs> right. Because in the in addition to laying hands on them, there are some other things that they may need to keep them safe, to keep the people who interact with them safe. Right. So be comprehensive. I mean, just don't mm-hmm. just don't pray. Give them give them a, 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 a resources. A, a yes. Resources. Thank you. Thank you. It was hard getting that out there, but uh, and, you, and you you brought up HIV, and uh, yes, HIV is still uh, one of the number one killers in our community, mm-hmm. and yet it's it's, so it's, it's not disease, talked about so often. It's everything. I mean, we're we're number one, unfortunately, in everything that right. you us. and I think that those <laughs> are the kinds of things that you know in churches. You know, we've got to stay committed to because you could not possibly be just committed to one form of health. You cannot, mm-hmm. there's no way to focus on just the person's spiritual health without focusing on their emotional health, without focusing on their psychological health, without focusing on the health of the community they go back to when they're not in church on Sunday, without mm-hmm. focusing on their physical health. That right. used to get me when you have church upstairs and go talking about all this, you know, literally referring to health, and then you go in the basement and eat the most, the world's most unhealthy food. <laughs> and the people serving it to you ankles big as their thighs because <laughs> we used to call them right. church lady ankles. We used to call them, church, call lady them what? church lady ankles. <laughs> <laughs> because that was that, those were the women that had to take that water pill because that uh-huh. pressure was up so high. <laughs> the pressure, yes, and, you always got to watch out for the pressure. But I mean, why, why, why upstairs did we never address that? Hey, you should need ham hocks, and you also should check that stress level. I mean, you know, what I mean, like how come we never? That was never part of the message. You know, in addition to the spiritual help of of. You know, communities of folks, black, white, whatever, or America and the rest of the world. We've got to start addressing, you know, all of these different types, all of these different, you know, forms of health if we really are going to try to improve, you know, as a people. Right. And the things that they are focused on, like gay marriage, and th- these are just distractions from the real things that are really causing uh, and again, issues. I lie left. I lie on the left side, I will admit it, but I mean, that's just, it, it, that could not be the best use of our time. To to right. capture an audience, and that was, that's what you're going to spend your time talking about. Like, I went I went to, um, you know, I'm, I'm faculty at the Atlanta University Center, so I've been going to graduations all weekend, and I was at uh, Morehouse's graduation, uh-huh. and Barack Obama was on, um, was the speaker. And it was un- unbelievable the message we gave them, but it was such a poignant message, and I really felt like he was like, "I need to use this opportunity. I have them. I have their their ear right now, you know." Uh-huh. And while in the churches, in our churches, when you have people's ear, be careful about the lessons that you that you speak. Make sure that 
you know, everything that we talk about promotes health. And part of what promotes health is unity, not dissociation from each other. Right, right. Huh. So what, were you able to attend the uh, commencement with Barack Obama? Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I was right on the stage with him because <laughs> I'm a faculty. Faculty sits on the stage during uh, during uh, Morehouse's graduation, so we all had to do security clearance, of course, and have a background check. Uh, but we, <laughs> but we, um, you know, we sat in the rows uh, behind him, and he gave he gave a really powerful message, and I actually really felt like he was giving a lot of. Um, kind of mental health messages in addition to uh-huh. most people. Graduation speakers are usually like, go for it, get a job, believe in yourself, you know, and you'll be successful. That's usually the message. But he was like, I have the ear of 500 black men who are not murdering each other today. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was the kind of thing that needed to be on the news. You know, I came home right. to the television like, this is what you covered. With, you know, one black man here and one black man there doing something. I just watched 500 of them. 500 of them got college degrees today. That did not, that wasn't known. <laughs> you know right. what I'm And Barack Obama talked to him. Barack Obama's your speaker. That should have been the number one news story on everybody's channel, no matter what it was. But, you know, he had an opportunity to talk to them about, you know, he, he was like, you know, and I'm, you have to start respecting each other. I mean, we got to start, you know, being being good to our families and, you know, that kind of thing. It was really, it was a powerful message about how you've got to realize the responsibility you have, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, one second, Dr. Bell, as we do this commercial break, and um, we will continue our discussion on emotional health. All right. Greetings. This evening's sponsor is brought to you by Digimo Printing of Starbridge, Georgia at 5365 North Henry Boulevard. Let Digimo take you to the next level. They're offering all our listeners a thousand flyers plus 10 11 by 17 posters free with a purchase, artwork ready, as well as 250 business cards for $25. Feel free to visit Digimo Printing online at digimoprinting.com. It's getting a little hot. The summer's coming in. We want to make sure you're keeping cool. Fletcher and Sons of Jonesboro, Georgia, is offering all our listeners a complete AC system service check. This includes a lead diagnostic check for $75, and this offer is good until May 31, 2013, not valid with any other offer. Visit them at 7363 Terra Boulevard in Jonesboro, Georgia. Also, be feel free to see Fletcher and Sons Auto 2 Repair online at loudmouthtv.com. And back to your host, Mr. Roderick Watkins. All right, and we're back. Uh, tonight, my guest is Dr. Kanika Bell, psychologist, and we're discussing emotional health. If you want to discuss with us or talk with us, please call in at 347-826-7520, or you can tweet us at Loudmouth, L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H, or we're online at Loudmouth Online Chat at loudmouthradio.com. All right, Dr. Bell, so you were just uh, explaining how you were at the commencement uh, that Barack Obama just spoke about, and he was putting a lot of mental health cues in his speech. I thought so there was think? a lot of emotional health throw-ins, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think so, he was, you know, because he was really talking about how, you know, we have to, a lot of interpersonal charges, you know, about uh-huh. how we need to kind of operate as a community or how this particular community, right, of Morehouse men as you come out and begin families and just kind of and whatever it is you're doing and go to work, take over the world, whatever you're going to do, right, how, you know, the, the, the level of integrity you need to have and just the way you have to kind of tell yourself the truth about some things you might struggle with and you have to press past those things, you know. And I think sometimes that's the difficult part. I mean, you were saying that earlier that, like, um, it's hard to admit that maybe I have a problem there. Like, it's easy to say right. something about physical health. My, you know, I have a bad knee. My knee is bad. I have to work on it. You know what I'm saying? I have to I right. have to stretch before running. I have to put on a knee brace because I tore my ACL, you know, two years ago. But it's so hard for us to say, I have abandonment issues. So when I'm in relationships, 
you know, I have to be careful. I have to, you know, the same way you have to care for that knee because that knee is damaged, you know. Mm. You don't want to break it entirely. Right. So uh, to talk about our hearts or whatever, you know, with that, in that same kind of vein. Right. So do you think that as uh, as a community, I mean, you were talking about the truce, uh, are, are there, or, or we need to tell, we need, uh, in the church, we need to start telling the truth. As a community, we we need to start telling each other some truths as well. Would you agree? Or, mm-hmm. I mean, because mm-hmm. a lot of times in our community, we hear that, you know, black people, we, we, we don't do this, we, we don't swim, we don't. <laughs> we don't <laughs> we don't go to therapy we mm-hmm. all these things that we don't do and how how is that how is that impacting us one i you know why do we have these ideas of all the stuff that we just don't do what why not i mean i'm just, <laughs> I didn't even a whole idea but we just i'm just not going to do that why why would right. you try something that might be healthy for you i you know i'm I, I, I'm not sure where that comes from. That kind of our attachment to just being having strict boundaries on just I am not doing that. You know, and some things we probably need to stop doing. We, those are not on our not do list. But swimming and therapy somehow are on our not do list. But I do, right. and again, some people may not be ready to come and be vulnerable yet. Like I'm not, okay. I'm, I'm not a person who thinks like you know just kind of force everybody into therapy. I do think hmm. so. Everybody has to take a second and just do a little bit of a self-assessment. Am I happy most of the time? That's Life mm. is not about always being stressed and struggling and, you know, feeling lesser than or crying. I mean, you know, those things are supposed to come intermittently. You know, right. In an otherwise happy existence, if I'm not, Right. Is there something that I'm doing? Or let me entertain the possibility, right, because I think the answer is always kind of yes to that. But let me entertain the possibility there's something that I am doing that is keeping me in this rut, keeping me in this pattern, keeping me from being at my optimal health, keeping me from being at my um, happiest, happiest, right? Then step, you know, that's kind of just step one. You know, I mean, if you can get to the place where you can admit that there's there's some stuff I could I could work on that I think I right. clear some of these hurdles, I think I could be better off. Step two then is what have I already tried? Because I think mm-hmm. people feel like failures when they go. You know, some people, some folks feel like if I go to therapy, you know, I, I failed. Fine. What have you tried already? Let's go over it. What have you tried to do to address these issues? How has that worked? Okay, that right. worked a little bit. I wasn't consistent. Okay. So you might just need help in being consistent. You might know what the, what you should do. You know, it's not that some you go to this doctor and they tell you what you need to do because you had no idea. Sometimes they just mm-hmm. encourage you to keep doing what you've already been doing, and you need that encouragement. <laughs> right, right. You know? So, you know, it's interesting that I think about that uh a lot of our so we color we color our environment by our emotions, and what I mean by that is our our emotions basically mm-hmm. determine our perception of the world around us. Absolutely. But if that's the case, then I mean, does that mean that we can be happy anywhere just by truly choosing to be happy? That that it no. is not the environment. Does it, the environment really have any impact on that then? In theory, yes, you can be happy anywhere. You can choose mm. to, you know, in theory, right? Right. But I will say when we deal with real people, you know, when people come, clients come to my office, I, we're dealing with real stuff. And, I mean, I, I, there, that is fantastic. I've been to Nepal. I've talked to Buddhist monks who just meditate for 12 hours. They can just <laughs> reach their place, their Zen place, no matter where they are. They can be in the midst of chaos. And unless you have developed that kind of mastery, you know, mm-hmm. then that is going to be difficult. In the real world, to be honest with you, yes, environment is going to have an impact because we allow it to. And until we can get to the place we just don't allow it to, which is very, very difficult, that's going to happen. So you've got to find I mean, this mix between gaining control right. over it and deciding to be happy in different places and in gaining enough agency and control over your own life to shift your situation a bit if you need to. 
Right. And doesn't that whole aspect of not being affected or not being impacted by the environment disconnect is, is another form of disconnection? I mean, it, if we are a part of the universe, then we have a we have uh, we affect the universe, and the universe can affect us, right? Yeah, that's a good point. That is, that's an excellent point. I mean, you know, <laughs> if you think of if you take it the way way you're you're suggesting, that if you completely if you're completely unaffected by your environment, just completely unaffected, aren't you divesting from your environment? Are you not being open to um, communing? Right. In a way that could help you. No, I agree. Yeah, I, I think you know, that I, I, people just have to not detach, but I do think you have to decide. Uh-huh. If I am going to. I I'm just going to decide to be happy, or I am going to decide to have joy as I go through sometimes even in a, an adverse situation. I'm going to decide that I'm going to keep focused on the future rather than the present because the present is unpleasant right now. I'm going to decide not to ruminate as much, as much about my past because the past has already happened. I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to forgive myself, and I'm going to move the heck on. You know what I mean? That's just a decision sometimes that you have to make. Right and do and do we always need to be happy? I mean, there I, I think there's also there are times where you can allow the healthy expression of other emotions. Definitely, I didn't mean like um, I mean more often. You know, I mean, I'll be mm-hmm. like you know mania. You know, you just delete yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I mean. I mean overall, right. your whole. I think that sometimes we allow benign situations to completely throw us off. I mean, our uh, whole trajectory can be spoiled. I mean, there are people yeah. who are, are, the whole way they're living their lives is because someone said, you're not going to be able to do that. And they're yeah. like, I'm not going to be able to do that. Yeah. And yeah. Your, your whole life has been lived because you you were just too moved by that. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we can't we have to decide not to be moved. My students grad my uh, teacher Clark Atlanta has students graduating today. And you know, students come with all kinds of backgrounds. You have people who come with these fantastic parents that are, you know, we love to see our child and then you have like students who, you know, like did your parents come and they're like, I don't know. You know. My dad said it's coming but he never comes to anything else I do, so you know. You have people like that. I remember, you know, I told several students, I said, this is your graduation day. You have worked all of these years and whatnot. Wouldn't that be fantastic if your father comes? But if he does not come, I I mean, you you have to decide, am I going to spend this day that I never get back again, you know, that I I have the right to be proud of myself? Am I going to spend this day crying, lamenting, being here? I'm going to spend my day doing that. Or... Right, we're gonna spend a shorter time doing it and say, you know what, he missed out. Mm. He missed out. Mm-hmm. He missed out on this, and I am disappointed, and I might cry a little bit, right? But am I going to let it ruin my entire the entirety of it? You know, I mean, there's a difference between right. that. So I don't mean like you just. I'm just gonna be really happy. My dad's not coming, and I'm really happy about it. You don't want to do that either. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> right. There is a way to decide that it is not gonna throw me off. I'm not gonna say I'm not going to my graduation because he's not gonna be there. You better go. Right. <laughs> and smile. Put put your best little shoes on underneath that little graduation robe and get out there because you've earned that. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. That you have to decide in, in difficult and adverse situations. I'm, you know, it's not going to change entirely who I am. I'm going to experience right. the emotion because I'm a human being. <laughs> and then I'm All right. All right. Thank you, Dr. Bell. Well, when we come back, we'll discuss a little bit more about how to weigh emo- I, I think that's one of our big issues is we, we don't know how to weigh experiences to give the appropriate amount of emotional energy. Uh, towards the yeah. situation. Maybe we give too much or maybe we get, uh, give too little. Uh, but we'll discuss that. Uh, we have to take one more commercial break and uh, and uh, here's a message from our sponsors. Tonight's show is sponsored by Digimo Printing of Stockbridge, Georgia. We want to make sure that we're able to take your business to the next level. Contact us for your graphic design and printing needs. 
Digimon Printing is located at 5365 North Henry Boulevard in Suite 109, Starbridge, Georgia 30281. We want to make sure that you're able to take advantage of the promotional specials that we're offering our Loud Mouth listeners for the month of May. That would include 1,000 flyers for $80 and get 10 free 11 by 17 posters. Also, 250 business cards for $25. Digimon is also able to do local and long distance shipping, so don't feel don't be afraid to feel free to contact us today. That number again seven seven zero five oh six two nine nine six. Fletcher and Sons two auto repair seventy three sixty five Terra Boulevard in Jonesboro seven seven zero four seven one zero one one six is offering our listeners a complete AC system service check. This is a full charge of your AC system which includes a leak diagnostic check a charge of your system, and this offer is good until May 31st, 2013. It's not valid with any other offer. Fletcher & Sons Auto Repair is a full auto repair and service, both, in, both servicing domestic and foreign vehicles. See their video online at loudmouthtv.com. We want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in thus far for the Universal Mind with Roderick Watkins. We actually are going to be available for download for this episode after 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All of our shows are available for on-demand and 24-7 archive at loudmouthradio.com. Please tune in each and every week for our shows as we broadcast weekly at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now back to your host, Mr. Robert Watkins. All right, and you're back with the Universal Mind with Roderick Watkins. My guest tonight is Dr. Kadika Bell, and we're discussing emotional health and we were just talking about uh, the expenditure of energy, you know, towards a situation. Um, I know a lot of times we're taught that, you know, how, how to react to situations. We usually react to situations similar to our parents. How do we disrupt that system or what are some other ways that we're influenced that, uh, you know, what what do you have any, I guess my question would be, do you have any um how 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 do we weigh uh, an emotional experience and what's the amount of the right amount of energy right or the amount, most efficient right. way efficient well, way to express ourselves? Yeah, this this is where you know that cognitive behavioral therapy kind of fits in, right? Because I do right. think that everything that we do, and this is just classic psychology talk, right? Because psychologists believe that we don't do anything that is not part of this system of rewards and consequences. I mean, nothing. There's just nothing that we do. There's no behavior that we engage in that does not have some purpose of there's a reinforcement for it or we are avoiding some sort of aversive consequence. Whatever it is, getting out of bed, brushing your teeth, all of those things, there's a reason, right? There is some you know, right. something that we get or something that we're trying to avoid getting, you know, if it's aversive, why, why we do it, right? So I think that what we have to, because everyone works that way, I think that there's kind of a logical approach to it. Because I do think to tell people, that's just, you just get too emotional about that. Like that's just, you know, you've been letting that control you. Just, you're just too angry or whatever it is. Right. Just, whatever. <laughs> you know, that only makes them more of whatever the thing is. You're acting crazy. You know, that just makes crazy people crazy. So that's not, that's not the way to go. You have to just say, you know, okay, how much time do you think you spent? You know, what's the last time you were just really, really upset about something? I, I was driving to work. Somebody cut me off. You know, I followed them for a while. I gave them a little finger. I cussed them out. You know what I mean? Like, they <laughs> right. tell you the whole thing, right? And we really map it out. How much time do you think you spent, like, kind of on that? What were some of the dangers, you know? Well, yeah, I did. I was, like, an oncoming driver for a second. I had to pull over and blah, blah, blah. And I was a little bit late because I missed the turn because I was yelling at the time. You know, they, you get all of these things. Of, and, and what were you trying to accomplish? What was your goal? Right. Was your goal, did you think that, like, they needed to die for cutting you off? You know, no, no, they didn't need to die about it, die for it. Um, did you feel like, did you want them to be, like, emotionally damaged and hurt? So, like, the rest of their day they could be, you know, upset, like maybe take it on their kids later. I mean, what, what was your goal? And they were like, no, no, that wasn't. You know, like, what, what were you trying to get? And whatever it is, a lot of times, the people didn't get 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You didn't you didn't get it. So even when I see like couples and as crazy as this sound, I see couples and one couple is like going through the other person's phone, let's say. I'm, I'm you know, I'm checking emails and going to the phone. Okay. What was the goal? See if he's talking to somebody. Okay. And if he is, what? Right. Because chances are nine point nine times out of ten, you're not leaving. So what what is your goal? You know what I'm saying? And are the things that you're putting energy into, things that you're putting emotional energy into, are they paying off? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some stuff you should put emotional energy into because sometimes you do have a long conversation with a person and you, you know, I missed out on sleep. I was really tired the next day with me and my husband, me and my wife, me and my partner. We had a we had a long discussion last night and, you know, it was very helpful. It was difficult, and I heard some things I didn't want to hear. But in the end, I felt like I understood this person better and whatnot. Great. But that right. sounded like that was worthwhile. That sounded like that was worth putting your emotional energy into. Last night we had a screaming match for 10 hours. Well, what was your goal? To be heard. Do you do you think that your partner understood anything that you said? Nope. So now we know. <laughs> but we didn't waste 10 hours. Y'all should have went to bed. Right. <laughs> You also been in bed sleep, and then the next day been fresh enough with a better perspective to have a more meaningful conversation. It's just that's how I I intervene in that cycle that you're talking about, where people just kind right. of learn to just emote. You're getting full, you know. I'm going ham on whatever it is. I'm going to go all the way. I'm giving you all the way ten, you know, on whatever it is. And you got to start thinking: Does that pay off? Not just the negative emotions either. All right, oh, negative so emotions. You could be like, I met a new guy, right? I met somebody. Okay. Right. You know what I'm saying? I met him yesterday. He seems awesome. Um, I think we might get married. Uh-oh. You know? <laughs> How much energy are you putting into, you know, planning a wedding with a person that you met yesterday? Is that going to pay off? Has that paid off when you've done that in the past? Do you think that will pay off? You see what I'm saying? Even on positive emotions, yeah. you know, are these things worth the amount of energy that I'm putting into? Am I getting what I want? And I might reach out to Right. Well, Dr. Bell, it seems that we've reached our time for today. Well, do you I have any? I know, I know. I, I could do this for another <laughs> hour or so. <laughs> uh, is there any way guests can get in contact with you? Absolutely. Um, my practice is called ATL Psychotherapy and Consulting Services. We are at Camp Creek Parkway and Campbellton Road. That's Sandtown Crossing for uh, of South Siders. Um, we can be reached at 404-941-7326. I do um, speaking. I do, you know, obviously therapy, appointments, couples therapy, children and adults, groups. Um, workshops, coaching, we do all kinds of stuff in our office. Um, that's 404-941-7326. And please check out our website, www.atlpsychology.com. Thank you so much, Dr. Bell. It was a pleasure. Great. Thank you so much for having me. All right. And we would like to also thank our sponsors, Digimo Printing and Stockbridge, uh, at, in Stockbridge, Georgia, and Fletcher & Sons 2 Auto Repair in Jonesboro, Georgia. You've been listening to a live broadcast of The Universal Mind with Roderick Watkins. Tonight my guest was Dr. Kanika Bell, and we were discussing emotional health. This episode will be available for download at loudmouthradio.com at 10 o'clock. Please, thank, uh, please tune in tomorrow for are the bare truth, love, life, sex, and flowers with Jazzy Jones. Also, Thursday nights, Night Talk Live with J.L. King. Thank you and have a good evening.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.